This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, sharing with you a note of appreciation. Today is one of those just incredible days. You know what I'm talking about? Or one of those days where you wake up, you're not really sure, you're tired, you're groggy, you're thinking about all the stuff you have to do throughout the day. But one thing leads to another, the ball bounces in a certain direction, it's like, poof, out of nowhere, there's just this shift. And something just takes a hard either left or right turn, depending on what turns you like to take better, and life starts to feel good. I know you've been there before, at least once or twice. Today's been that day for me. I went to bed super late and working on different things in the office and got up early and pushing and pushing and pushing and like, man, where am I going to find the time to get these things done that I have to get done for myself and those people around me? Get to the gym. The workout is adequate at best. Side note, little secret for you. Going to the gym and having an adequate workout is better than not going to the gym at all. Those days that I don't want to go because I'm tired, because I didn't get enough sleep, because my mind's not in it, are the days that I absolutely freaking require myself to show up. Those are the days where the growth actually comes, not in the physical stature of my appearance, but in my mental aptitude to be able to follow through with things even when I don't want to. That was today. But hop in the car, as of course I would, leave the gym, and I'm stopping by the grocery store to grab some salad and some different things for the office. So I hop back in my car, my instant response, of course, is to pull up my phone. And I say of course, but I like to maximize time or maybe preoccupy myself. I haven't quite determined which one it is. But I pull up my phone not to text and drive and not to scroll social media, but rather to make sure that I'm on a phone call during my commute from that grocery store over to the office. About 15 minutes. And I pick up the phone and I have an incredible conversation with a friend of mine, one you have heard me discuss multiple times, a man by the name of Bryce Prescott. See, Bryce has not one, but two incredible podcasts. One is called Drop the Mic, as his incredibly prosperous comedy career is taking off. That's what that show's all about. It's his comedy, it's the journeys, it's humorous. He has some great guests on there. And the other one is The Daily Rule, which Bryce is so multifaceted. He also has the coaching aspect of his life, where he's sharing that openly in like daily rules for success. And so I'm having this conversation with Bryce, just catching up. I've been a little quiet. I've been a little secluded. I've been pulling back over the past few weeks. Not from him for any specific reason, but because I've got so many things going on that I've actually been using more and more of my car time for just silence and solitude. Because once I get into these four walls of this office, it feels like it is 100% go time. And as it has been. And so, I'm having the conversation with him. We're just general catch up back and forth. And we start discussing what it really means to own who you are. And inherently, this is normally an uncomfortable conversation. Because right? I view Bryce as this incredible comic. He's brilliant. He's witty. He's a phenomenal coach. He's just an all-around good person. But it's tough for him to say that about himself. Now, I get it. and We're going to cover my biases here in a moment. But he, Bryce is sharing with me this story about how the local 
community in Salt Lake City and now branching into Las Vegas is starting to recognize Bryce as a phenomenal comic. Admittedly, before Bryce started going down this path about 18 months ago, I didn't have any concept of what the comedic route really was. Right, I see a Chris Rock on TV or whoever the other people could be at this point, Dave Chappelle. It's like, for me, they just pop up out of nowhere. There's a new Netflix special on. There's these things. I don't know how they got there. Right? I just feel like they, they figured it out and they're there. Well, Bryce gave me a very good education on what it is to go to open mic nights and start you know, cutting your teeth, if you will, get a little notoriety, eventually become an opener for bigger acts, eventually slide closer and closer to those bigger acts as the opener right before them. Eventually headline your own local shows, eventually go on the road as a comedian on tour, and then eventually push into your own special. Special is the end of the series. Right? That's, that's where it gets to for most comics, not where it starts. Foolish me, I had no idea. And what Bryce is sharing with me is these local comedians are telling him, you got to just start owning it. Enough of the behind-the-scenes the stuff. Enough of you know, showing how you're working through it. You're already where you think you want to arrive to. You just aren't allowing yourself to be there and just freaking own it. He's like, man, it made me feel so good. Which is fantastic. Because I didn't share with him my version of the same story, although we hadn't spoken in three, four, five, six days. We had been growing synchronistically across the country. You see, I too have my own conversations with my own mentors and coaches. And I would actually look at Bryce in some capacities as one of those for me. Where he had shared with me, as I have now shared with you, the rapid succession and growth that I've had not only from this podcast, thank you so much for supporting me, dead serious, without you sharing this, dropping a, a comment, hopping on iTunes and leaving a review and sharing it on your wall and doing things like that, the podcast wouldn't be what it is right now. So sincerely, thank you for that. But between that and the rapid expansion and acceleration of the coaching business that I run, as well as all the automation, all the systems and processes we built, he shared with me, you're just not like anybody else. To see what you've done and the time that you've done it makes you elite. And when he said that to me, it made me feel uncomfortable. Right? This is weeks ago. Now, my facts are my facts. I've got a bunch of clients. I've got a bunch of hours. I can talk about the, the accolades and the positivity, and I can talk about the books I've read and the courses, and you don't care about any of that stuff. Maybe you do. Probably not very much. You care about how I can make an impact in your life. And when Bryce is sharing this with me, I'm trying to discredit it real time. And then I start really looking and auditing the circle of coaches that I know. Which, which are all phenomenal individuals. But we think of all the ways that we compare ourselves to other people, which I still do from time to time. And this is one of those times. And you look on social media and you see how many followers I have. And I'm like, man, I fail, I fail there. I have like 13,000 followers. There's coaches on there with 50, 60, 70,000 Instagram followers. They got to be doing better than I am. Maybe. 
Then I move over to social reach. Like, what about Facebook? What about LinkedIn? What about YouTube? There's coaches that get millions of views on their videos. I don't get anywhere near that. If I'm lucky, I'll hit a thousand. Man, I fail there too. Like, I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I'm not as good as they are. That's the story. Then I start looking at money, right? Well, I never know how much money somebody else has in their bank account. I just know how they show up in appearance, which then triggers events in my mind to make me believe, which is not factual, about what they have. Right? See the guy wearing the new Panerai watch. You see the vacation. You see the new car. And you're like, man, that guy's crushing it. He might be. I don't really know. But then we get down to the brass tacks, in my opinion. The brass tacks, as I view them, are the quality of individual that it is offering the coaching. It's the amount of consistent success stories versus the people that are disgruntled. It's the quality and caliber of person that shows up. Those are the things that make a coach who they are. I know in a year's time period, if I look at actual numbers, I've coached more people in a year than most people have in five. Maybe that means I've undervalued my services, or maybe it just means I wanted all the reps possible to make sure I was fucking lethal at this. Which I am. And so all these other things, the Instagram followers don't really matter because, let's call it what it is, they could have purchased those followers and now you can even purchase the likes you get on your photos. I know two specific coaches right now that went from a small amount of social influence inside of Instagram, almost seemingly overnight, went into multiple five figures. They'll post something. You'll come back and you look two hours later. It's got 10 or 15 likes. Come back three hours later. It's got 1,900, 2,400. There's something fishy going on, Captain. So maybe it's not just that. And the people on Facebook that have bigger reach than I do, that is phenomenal. They, they, they figured that out. That's their thing. But does virility equal impact? When's the last time you watched a viral video and you made an impact? And it made such an impact in your life that you remember it two weeks later? Probably not too often. And as I say impact... I then want to bring you temporarily into the present moment. Telling you the story from last week, but there's a present moment tie-in here. Went to the mailbox today and I got the mail. It's a rarity for me. I hardly ever do that. Admittedly, I had to use the restroom and it was just just walking around, blown off steam. And I get the mail and I open it up and there's there's a letter. And it's obviously handwritten. I'm like, man, this is crazy. I don't... It's written a handwritten letter. You see, there's many that listen. You might be one that ask inside of a direct message platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, my email, for my mailing address. I share it very openly. It's no big deal to me. 3037 Silver Drive, Columbus, Ohio. But I share this, and I don't ever think of to check if something's coming. Well, today something came. Something came today from Kyle Liss. Kyle, I certainly hope you're listening. 
See, Kyle sent me a letter that I'd like to read to you. Dear Ryan, I wanted to reach out to you and say thank you. I'm in a sales role inside the mortgage industry, and January and February were rough months. I didn't come close to hitting my goals. Mentally, I was in a dark place. I've been in this role for six years, and a lot of the time I was a top and am a top-level producer. I don't know what it's like not to be the best. I started listening to your podcast, and I saw that my negativity was destroying me. I was not doing the best because I was basically wallowing and sitting in my own shit. I was sleeping in, eating terribly, not working efficiently, not listening to my mentors. Once I realized I had to lose the ego and get humble, I could put a plan in place. I had to plan my entire week out in advance. I had to do the small things. I had to put in the work and not rely on having the best leads or the best skill sets. I forgot what putting in real work really was, and I began grinding away. I listened to you and Dr. Eric Thomas religiously. Thank you for putting in work so I can get the best practices. Signed, Kyle Liss. And with a note like that, in the present moment, I'm reminded why all of this is what it is and why it is that I'm an elite level coach. Why is it that I now start my podcast with elite life optimization coach? It's because I am. And I'm nowhere near where I'm going to end up. And so when Bryce shares that with me, that I've had this meteoric rise and the amount of knowledge and skill sets that I have accompanied with the reps on this podcast and the marketing message and the branding, and the old me would have gotten massively uncomfortable and downgraded it. I literally will sit across from a client. The client will tell me, thank you. You've changed my life. And I stop them or used to and say, no, 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 I didn't. I just showed you the door and you walk through it and it's all you and it's all this bullshit. The clients are getting big ass results because I show up even bigger in a consistent basis in my daily life. And that translates into knowing a shitload about how all this works and being able to outmaneuver, outskill and outwork anybody else. Because I love it. Because I love it. And I get letters like this from my boy, Kyle, that I don't even know. I do now, though. I'm never going to forget Kyle Liss. He took the time to write me a handwritten letter, which helped me acknowledge, again, the greatness that I'm capable of that I actually already am, which is chasing another level of greatness that I'm going to arrive to in the future. All of this is just this incredible life lesson for me about what is really possible when you focus on what's in front of you and you take stock of the facts of what are going on. Bryce sharing with me that he's acknowledging that he is a a really good comedian and he's saying that because he's starting to, he's going to headline his own show in Salt Lake City. And he's already viewing it now from the mental aspect of, I have to have a title for the show because I need to embody that version of myself that already has the HBO or Showtime or Netflix special. And if I name it and I imagine that's what it is and I live that in the moment, it is going to come. 
That's so powerful. Not from manifestation, not from the law of attraction, but from the way it makes you feel inside. It's like I don't have to worry about signing a massive automotive group to a, to a coaching protocol over a year-long period because I already know I've done it. I just have to catch up to it. I don't have to put, worry about putting my money where my mouth is with signing up clients that pay over six figures to work with me one-on-one for a year. I already know it's there. I don't have to worry about changing lives because I already do it. But the most beautiful thing is this isn't actually about me. It's about you. You don't have to keep playing small. I produce big results and only recently did I start to acknowledge the fact that I do play as big as I do. So I get it from where you're sitting that this could trigger you, make you feel uncomfortable, make you question things, maybe even have you think that I'm arrogant. Sure. Based off factual data points and representations of the people I've spent time with. But in your own life, you have these things. You have the same opportunities. You have the things that you are absolutely phenomenally brilliant at. Those might not be the things you do for a living. You might be the most absolutely breathtakingly brilliant lawnmower. The lines in your yard are straight to a T. Every blade of grass is uniform. The sidewalks are edged just so. It looks like a professional baseball field. It's okay to have your zone and brilliance of genius not have to be the thing that makes you money right now. What feels good is to own it, but we run from that. Like if I'm speaking to you right now and you're the one with the yard that's perfectly manicured and your next door neighbors come over and say, man, your yard looks great. Like, ah, yeah, thanks. You know, I just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's the normal answer, right? The quote unquote normal, what you're supposed to say. I have a challenge for you. Next time you're put in that position, say, damn right it does. I'm really proud of it. I work really hard at it. I do a bunch of research online to figure out how to make the the grass as green as possible. I spend extra time sharpening the blade on the bottom of my mower to make sure I don't chip any of the pieces of grass so it's incredibly uniform. I fertilize it. I aerate it. I do everything possible. My yard is incredible and it it looks better because I care more than you do about yours. Because you know in your heart that's what it actually is. But you run from it because you're afraid to hurt other people's feelings. You're afraid of how you're going to be viewed. I got to encourage you to knock all that stuff off. Because the people that are going to be in your corner are going to be in your corner no matter what you do and what you say. And the people that will waffle and vacillate based off the words that come out of your mouth, if they are truthful and with positive intentionality... If they would consider leaving, usher them towards the door. Make room for the people that have your back. And in that very sentence there, I want to bring this all to a quick conclusion. You see, I'm big on owning and embodying now. You might have heard me say that over the past few episodes. That if you own and embody this message, you'll be able to get shit done. Let me explain what that is. People have asked me over and over again what it is that I do. How do do you say what you do? Man, I used to be, I don't know, I'm a life coach, which I hated. 
What the fuck does that even mean? If I'm a life coach, that would mean that your life needs tuning up. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Then I came up with life optimization coach. Right? At least then we can look at your life and say it's not messed up or broken. You just want to optimize it. It started making me feel better. But then I really sat down and I figured, like, I looked at my, my past clients, like, what is it that, that I do? I really help people find a part of themselves. A part that's been dormant, a part that's been dead, a part that you've shied away from, a part that's masked and hidden in the walls of your own psyche based off the protection of your ego, which I believe to be the childlike version of you that's locked inside. We got to go find him together. Then when we find that version of you, then I need to teach you and show you how to own that version. To have the kid version and the adult version be one and the same. To heal the child so you can heal the man. We got to do that together. Once we do that together, then we get to embody. What I mean by that is we, we get to be that best version that we have now found. We get to walk through our days every minute of every day being that version of who we want to be and ultimately who we've always been. And then from there we scale. Right, Because once we get rid of the old cobwebs, once we find that childlike version, once we own them and embody them and put everything together as the adult version could be, then we put the pedal to the floor and we see just how fast this, this car will drive. And we do that through this incredible protocol of working on your body and your gut-brain access and marketing and sales and automation and relationships and physicality and what we put on our body for fuel and how we track and monitor things. There's a whole way that we get there. But at the end of the day, the reason I keep saying that if you own and embody this lesson, because it's not enough for you to simply listen, you're going to have to start taking ownership and applying this to your life so you can own it and then embody it. Because when it's part of you, you get to then have it become you. And when it becomes you, it becomes very easy to operate from that new capacity. And with that sentence there, I'm going to encourage you to go out every day and get shit done. <laughs>